0: Broadcasting live from hell, this is The Monstrous Feminine, the podcast where horrible women talk about horror. My name's Louisa, and I'm joined by my creepy coven, Mila, Taya, and Zayba, and this week we're exploring a relatively new subgenre of horror, desktop horror. With the onset of corona came the re-emergence of webcam culture, so we want to take a little trip down memory lane and see how webcam technology has evolved in horror, from Skype to Zoom. And of course, we want to know how desktop horror plays with our traditional conception of the monstrous feminine.
1: First up, we are discussing the Unfriended film series, starting with Unfriended, directed by Leo Gabriads, and released in 2014. And then on to the 2018 sequel, Unfriended Dark Web, directed by Steven Susco. Next, we'll talk about Host, which was released this year and directed by Rob Savage. Enjoy!
0: have any of you been on chat roulette or amigo
2: i have not yes absolutely did you not have a childhood yeah i didn't actually
3: i know i remember i told you guys i knew i wanted to be a politician when i was a kid and so i didn't do anything risky.
0: i didn't even know you wanted to be a politician now
3: i don't anymore but i still don't do anything risky just in case
1: i change my mind that is commitment wow my ship has
3: long
2: sailed
1: <laughs> Like, when you went on Amico or Chat roulette, was your aim to actually talk with people? Because me and my friends really just wanted to see, like, we wanted to just talk to, like, creepy guys, if I'm honest.
2: I think, yeah, if you're being honest, you knew creepy guys were going to be there. That was the unspoken goal. I never actually saw any genitals,
0: oddly well, enough. How? I, I saw know. all the all the genitals. That's probably why I'm a lesbian. It's probably what put me off from that traumatic age of overexposure.
2: I don't think I did. I think I would have remembered.
0: I don't know. You might have blocked it out.
2: <laughs> you
0: repressed I wish
2: I had. Did y'all do uh, chat rooms like MSN or like those early vid chats? I definitely Skyped too. Like actively Skyped when Skype was a thing. Like your friends or like strangers? No, my friends. Oh,
3: yeah. Like I did like yeah, Messenger and MSN Messenger with like my friends, but not like chat rooms because... I watched To Catch a Predator with my parents, and I was, like, very terrified of being kidnapped.
2: Wow, you were a cautious child.
0: <laughs> I know. How did you think of all that? I would have been like, lol, what's this, link? hot single moms in my area. Oh.
2: <laughs> Scams like that only work on adults, I want to say. Like, people who didn't grow up with the internet. I feel like folks our age and younger, do, like, don't click on spam.
0: Yeah. I mean, I did
2: on, um, what did you, what is where you Lime download wire. the illegal music, LimeWire. LimeWire Lime did get me.
0: So, I got so many viruses on my brother's computer from LimeWire.
2: It was always, I would try to download like some Destiny's Child and then I play it and it's Bill Clinton going, I did not have sexual relations with that <laughs> woman. Wow. How did Skype drop the ball
0: so bad in this pandemic though? Like I never heard of Zoom. I know, they picked it up. But Skype is just so glitchy. Like every time I, I switched from, I never, like. When like. When I first moved and I had to communicate with my American friends, I tried to use Skype, but it'd be like, we wouldn't even go that long without talking. And it'd be like, you need to update. And it would take like 20 minutes to update and everything was just hella glitchy and bad service. So we just stopped and we ended up using like Facebook Messenger or Snapchat video because even that is better than Skype. So Zoom is the saving grace or FaceTime.
2: I didn't have a but like MSN days, I was long from having a smartphone, like I was still many years out from smartphonehood. How old were like, you guys when
3: you got your first first iPhone
2: or Android? iPhone? Yeah. yeah, probably I was
0: teenager, 14 15 I think I got my friend's old one, so yeah, it was probably like 13, 14
3: I remember what my first phone was. I got my first phone at eleven, and it was like the Pixie phone that was like the smallest phone in the world. It was such a bad idea, and it was horrible. My ringtone was burgalicious and it went off in class and it was top 10 embarrassing
0: moments of my life.
3: And everyone would sing it when they saw me for the rest of school year.
2: That's an that honor. i
0: part of your campaign, your like campaign theme song. <laughs> I, my first one was that T-Mobile flip phone. Oh, I loved that. I That's love good.
2: flip phones. Wait, was it was it a Razor? Yeah. No, they were you had sexy. A, a, a Motorola Razor? Yeah. You were a bad bitch. Only bad bitches had Motorola Razors. <laughs>
0: Everyone had a razor. I was. Uh, okay, never mind. Hello, I'm upset that Omegle and Chat Roulette were part of our internet childhood. I know.
2: Early YouTube was a dark place.
0: Early YouTube, yeah.
2: Early YouTube was
3: really dark. Oh, early to YouTube is bad because it was so problematic and I was too young to know what I was watching.
2: Yeah, same. We all were. But th- that's the days of like Shane Dawson and goddamn like, there was a lot of bad shit on there.
3: I think. Was that Jenna Marbo's? Was she still on there at that time?
2: Yeah. That isn't the beginning of YouTube. The beginning, beginning, years beginning years is
1: like, like that Pokemon song and it's shoes. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. I don't remember the Pokemon
3: song. I remember the shoes, oh my gosh, shoes thing. Shoes. 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 Oh my God, shoes.
0: So, in case you guys haven't heard, the monsters feminine is now an apple bitch we're on apple podcasts and we want all of you to go rate us five stars and tell us that we're amazing and perfect and if you do that you might just get a shout out in our next episode in what we're calling our witch of the week segment this week we're gonna shout out eliza who says who gives us five stars and says love this podcast so engaging and thought-provoking Thank you, Eliza. We hope that you have an amazing life. I hope that you never have to spend more than 30 seconds looking for your keys. We now Amen. grant
1: you the, the good fortune left upon you by the coven of the moncious family. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: okay. In the 2014 film Unfriended, six friends are terrorized on Skype by the vengeful ghost of their deceased friend, Laura. Prior to her suicide, the group had previously cyberbullied Laura after an embarrassing video of her was posted anonymously online. We'll also be discussing the sequel to Unfriended, Unfriended Dark Web, where a video chat game night gone wrong turns into a battle with internet hackers.
1: Guys, who is this? I don't know. Is here the whole
0: time? Ken, you said it was just a glitch. Well, the glitch just typed!
1: Let's talk about where desktop horror sort of emerged from.
0: So, from my brief uh dive into this genre because i wanted to kind of understand it i think it's kind of influenced by technology or media horror canon like poltergeist videodrome Terrorvision, ringu pulse um and it's like also influenced by a lot by found footage horror canon like the blair witch project paranormal activity and then from that it kind of combines those two like the the sentiment of being terrorized by something unknowable, like technology and the repercussions, uh, with this like sort of low budget style of filming, which is like found footage. So then we and then we come to the modern day. We have a whole canon of desktop horror.
1: With Unfriended, I wanted to ask you guys whether you found it like overall more immersive or less immersive with that sort of desktop format.
2: I might be wrong, but I remember back when this came out that it was originally in theaters and I can't imagine watching it in a movie theater. I feel like it has to happen on a laptop. But at the same time, the fact that it's happening on my laptop and it's also glitchy makes me feel like my laptop is glitching in a way that is distracting. Like it's immersive, but it's also distracting. And I was watching it with somebody on a webcam too like we were watching it together and talking about it together while it was playing and all of that all together and the multitasking of it all I found it like hard to concentrate and like especially it requires a lot of reading reading all the instant messages the emails even like if they pull up a YouTube video you can see all the suggested videos and they like it's very detailed and super detail oriented they have all the ads up there they've got their entire iTunes library, their whole desktop, everything is labeled. You can see the time going on. Like, I think that's super, super interesting. But like, as a person with ADD, it's so hard to watch, especially on a computer. Cause I'm like, is my computer fucking up? What you said about like, there's a lot of text. It's really text heavy, these
1: these movies. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot of sort of multitasking of the characters, but then like by extension you. And it did make me think about how our generation has become really acclimatized to that I don't know what to call it like your desktop is it a space is it like I don't know your online little world but it's really easy to navigate between it whereas if like your parents sat down to watch this movie they'd be like pause I haven't absorbed all this information yet and I kind of think that's where this movie might not work I There
3: was a movie that came out, I think, about two to three years ago called Searching. And I think that movie works a lot better, even though it's the same concept. Just because you get more background, you know, every step makes sense. versus I feel like in this movie, things kind of jumped around a bit. And we didn't really get like the full background on every character. So when like they're all in the chat room, some of them just... It, you never feel any sort of attachment, any pity, anything towards the characters. It's just like watching a slasher with a slight tinge of background story so for me i just thought it was just a little bit underdeveloped it was very distracting and also i agree with zay but i don't feel like it was that interesting to watch on like a actual movie theater screen just because of how the movie is set up i think it would have just been pretty weird to watch there versus i feel like watching searching in the movie theater was perfectly did wild. you
1: see it in the movie theater yeah i saw it in the movie theater and then i saw it at home as well do you think that it, um, seeing, searching the movie theater, like, it, regardless of whether you thought it was a better movie, do you, did you mm-hmm. get that same immersive aspect as when you watched it sat at your laptop? Because I felt like it really adds to the experience. If, if you're sat, like, in the same position as if you're, like, sat at your laptop, you get, I don't know, like, drawn in more to the experience. Yeah. For this, for Unfriended, I
3: think yes, just because it was like everything was happening via the webcam chat, but like with Unfriended, it was just like him going through her life online to figure out stuff, so I feel like that's why that worked in the movie theaters. But this I feel like is like specifically, yeah, searching, it was like him going through all of her stuff to figure out what her online life was, but this was like all taking place within this web chat, so I think it made more sense if people watched online. Or at least it made it scarier.
0: I think, um, for me, the whole immersive part of it is not so much to do with the format. Like, whether it would have changed if I watched it in the theater versus my laptop. For me, it's like, I didn't feel immersed in it because I thought what you said, like, touched on Tyler, That the characters were just... Like, it didn't really give us anything really about that. The characterization in this movie is poor. In Unfriended, the first one, anyway. Like, it's just... Like, you don't care about them. And they're actually... I don't know, do you think they're, like, believable teenagers? I just found them not believable. I also feel like, as I know everyone talks about how this film was, like, quite inventive for, like, the format, and that is, I agree, but I think it's actually quite old-fashioned in how it depicted cyberbullying, almost, because it was, like, for me, I don't think anyone I went to school with, like, from, because this film was released in 2014, I was like, I don't think anyone I went to school with would have commented on a YouTube video, even with an anonymous, like, youtube username because it's still linked to their account and like would have commented mean things i was like that's not really how cyberbullying is so much going on anymore maybe like early 2000s if this film had been released i would have believed it but now i was like it's much more nuanced like it's much more about like chat rooms or like those anonymous q a's or like people anonymously posting or sending nudes like around of sharing nudes that they were sent and in their respective group chats like i didn't really think that this was that believable of a depiction of cyberbullying for me or teenagers because I was like would they have, would they have been that horrible like so brazenly with their usernames like I don't think so not people I went to school with anyway
3: I agree with you a bit there I think if they would have made it like the platform that they used like snapchat or something that was a bit more popular during that time period it would have felt a bit more realistic but also like some of the things that the teenagers had done in the movie like the girl sneaking around with her friends her boyfriend's friend several times and the boyfriend's friend drugging girls and having sex with them. A lot of that felt a little out of their age range. I was like, not only would they be underage drinking, but he's also presumably underage buying drugs that are also illegal. Like all of it just seemed a bit out of their age range. I was like, this seems a bit more like they should be in college.
2: That felt right. I think it depends what school you went to, but kids at my school were definitely cheating, doing hard drugs. They were definitely sneaking around I felt like that felt like very college frat boy. Party. Yeah, it,
0: I think David being like college, no.
2: I I think that is a matter of privilege. I think these were very privileged teens, and okay. like if you if you go to a school where where kids have money, and I did, like perhaps not like date rape, but absolutely there was sketchy sexual assault under the influence. Yeah. Absolutely there was, and people talking about it in that way. I didn't I didn't find the plot points unrealistic. I found that the way they handled it was unrealistic or or the way that they communicated about it interpersonally because none of them liked each other not even the boyfriend and girlfriend liked each other like this was truly a group of frenemies with no loyalties whatsoever (laughs) so that I didn't find super realistic but like the plot of their personal lives I was like that sounds like perhaps not a 15 year old but a 17 year old maybe
0: But I think that's the, even those like subtle shifts, that's why I didn't really find it believable. Even if it's like just two years off in terms of age range. And then I would argue maybe four or five years off or seven Mm -hmm. years off in terms of the cyberbullying depicted. So to me, ironically, because I know this film's like supposed to be like marking desktop horror as like its um, inception. For me, it already feels outdated because I know what the internet, like how it functioned during that time. Um, like how cyberbullying would have functioned I saw it and it wasn't really like that it wasn't like everyone going and commenting mean things on someone's photo it, it was much more sly than that like I think by that time we had much more internet awareness to like not do it just as directly I guess that but yeah I don't know maybe that was just my personal experience
3: I agree with Louise again I went to like a private school so there were like 60 people in my class And, uh, there were like several instances where people were getting bullied, but it was never in a atmosphere like YouTube or Facebook. It was a lot more behind the scenes and everyone knew about it because it was going through like Snapchat or people's text messages that were like sent around or either like three way calls or something where someone was recording it. It was never like a very public realm where people, parents and stuff would get involved.
0: Did you have Ask FM or like Form Spring, like those anonymous Q and A? Because that's yeah, where yeah. I saw a lot of stuff. But I think like that would have been if I think I would have believed this film more if like that video or or people were like commenting on Laura's Form Spring and abusing her, and that's what led her to kill herself. Like I yeah. think that would have been for me much more like okay, yes, people would have gone on that and bullied her, but I don't think anyone would have commented publicly on like a YouTube thing because that's not really anonymous. People aren't that ballsy with their You can
3: track a YouTube very easily, so I think that was a bit unbelievable as well.
0: The part that I think was
2: realistic was, do you remember homegirl who joined the chat late with the red hair? What was her name? Val. Val. They were shit-talking Val before she popped on, and they were Mm shit-talking her as she joined the call. So, like, that sort of behind-her-back situation. Like, yeah, they did call her a stupid bitch to her face, but it was like, you know, whatever. But they literally, as she was joining the call, they're like, no one likes Val except for Val. Like, that felt very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> realistic. <Me. laughs>
1: it, it seemed, like, very fresh for when it came out, 2014. It's really just on, like, a technical level. Like, the way the film was mm. shot, like, that is, it was really exciting. But you're right, like, the content and the way they deal with these themes is, it honestly feels like when you're you're at school and that you have, like, a an assembly on internet <laughs> safety and they will show you a video.
0: I agree, it seems, like, trite almost, like, the they like basically throw in every anxiety around the internet of like the time of like early 2000s even though that's not exactly relevant at in 2014 because I think people knew about it a little bit more it's like the Im- trolling in its infancy it's like fear of cyberbullying but like I said it's not really that well depicted lots of underage or unregulated nudity like when the young people are having like uh what's her name blair and mitch when they're like having uh about to have like skype sex and then they all join the chat um like it's very much like oh fear of like what kids are doing on the internet or blah blah blah. so i think it was a bit a little bit trite but i agree with you that like the the format is was very um creative
3: it's not like you're seeing a monster or something like the same way with found footage it's just like you're seeing the events occurring and imagining what's making them happen And to me, I'm not a big fan of found footage horror because it always just feels like if you don't have a massive budget for a movie, found footage is the easy way to make something scary, which I think this movie also had kind of a low budget, which that's fine. Everyone's not going to get $10 million to make a movie. I think just when you do have a lower budget, it's a bit more important to pay attention to the content of the movie and not just try to like go for jump scares. It feels almost like a PSA is a scary movie, but also I don't really know what, The viewer's meant to get out of it.
2: I have a question. Shoot. Whose screen were we watching?
0: Blair. Oh,
2: Blair. I I don't think it was Blair. I think it was the ghost.
0: I even thought that they even named her Blair and made her the focus as, like, an homage to Blair Witch Project because it's, like, building off of found footage so that's i think that she's meant to be the center now
3: also i think they like made her like the girl's friend so that she would have some sort of i guess pity or backstory so that the viewer can feel like she deserves to be the final girl because the ending Mm. does not necessarily indicate that she's dead like everyone else it's not like as violent it's just like the laptop is thrown at
1: her
0: but she sees the demon (laughs) And the demon's like, before she attacks, she's like, I wish I could forgive you. So I I think she's gone.
1: So the whole like premise of these desktop movies is that we're essentially watching like a screen recording. We don't have like a traditional camera eye, like a filmic eye. So then at the end of Unfriended, when throughout the whole movie we've been, we've been watching this through, I guess, you can't even say through, through Blair's screen. At the end, the right end of the movie, we get a a shot like, uh, sort of like just in front of her laptop, and you see the the ghost slam the laptop or whatever. And then I'm like, so what the fuck is that? I don't understand how to analyze this because I don't know what the, I don't know what the like viewpoint is. Do you
0: know? I what guess I mean? you're meant to like yeah. switch back into Blair's psyche, or something. Like from that uh, yeah. point on, when it attacks her, the last second, yeah. Like maybe you're not so much watching a screen as you're watching from Blair's eyeballs on the screen.
2: That's that's what made me think that it was Blair's not Blair's literal laptop, but Blair's perspective. Because there are like it it, it relies on an audience's eye that doesn't exist in movies yet, where like you have to be paying attention to sixteen thousand things at once. Because, e- some because
0: editing. Like the, where the mouse goes, like you're going to follow the cursor and like.
2: But there's definitely Easter eggs. There's definitely, because i watched this for the second time this time. And there's definitely little clues in, in all the margins, all the songs that are playing, all the like ads, all the, yeah, there, there are Easter eggs in the chaos that like you would have to. Be constantly searching for, and I found that I was able to see those things now because I wasn't reading the chats as actively because I knew what was going to happen. But that's a lot of expectation to put on an audience, especially one that's watching on their laptop at home. Because I was also looking at my screen; I was also in my chats. Yeah, I
1: think that although you say that, oh, and I agree. Like at first, it seems a lot more chaotic, and because this screen, there isn't like m- there isn't really a sense of of depth like you would in a, a normal film but in any film there are easter eggs maybe like our eyes have become a lot more used to engaging with film worlds but now having these like desktop films it feels very new but then I don't actually think it feels new because this is exactly how we like most of us are spending like seven or eight hours a day so then maybe it is very easy Drag me.
0: Yeah, yeah honestly yeah <laughs> Apple screen time up, like, seven hours a day.
1: I don't know. Maybe this is me kind of, like, shitting on this format because I'm having trouble, like, considering it as, like, real filmmaking. Maybe
0: I saw an interesting article about this by Miranda Ruth Larson. It was called "Cult Conversations: Desktop Horror and Captive Cinema," and it was talking about how the format, like a camera within a camera, like a webcam, um, that is, brings attention to the the importance of frames and and borders, and almost kind of hyper emphasizes the need for a gaze. And if we're gonna link it back to like traditional film theory. Then I would say, yeah, I think there is a hyper-awareness of a gaze, which is kind of interesting when you consider that this film is so infatuated with the male gaze. Like, it's bizarre to me that the ghost, Laura, is female, because the way she, like, menaces the other women is so sexualized in a way that I would think it was a male demonic presence. And that was, like, weird to me and inconsistent with the plot because I was like, but Laura's video wasn't sexual in nature. It was more, like, embarrassing. (laughs) Like, she just herself but like if she had been filmed like doing something or being like assaulted or something then I would agree I would believe that she would menace her friends for their sexuality but the fact that she just chooses that is what makes like it just creates a gap for me I'm like why would a female ghost menace like why does Val die by ingesting bleach and then um Jess dies with like a curling iron down her throat like so sexual and she's like the bodiest one in the whole film so I'm like why is there so much attention? Do you think it's because we're they want us to think about the male gaze? I don't know. I think that might be giving it too much credit. But what do you guys think about that?
3: I think this movie was made by middle-aged men <laughs> who and it shows. Subconsciously, and it shows. subconsciously put that stuff in the movie and did not think about the plot at all. Unfortunately, I think that's probably what happened. But I was literally just about to say putting the phallic symbol down her throat to kill her seemed like such an odd way for her to die in the movie. Like it didn't really have anything to do anything. It wasn't like the girl was always curling her hair or that her her <laughs> and Laura had a memory of curling each other's hair. It was nothing nothing of the sort. It was like she just randomly died that way and it didn't really fit with the plot. It wasn't any sort of vendetta or memory that she had with Laura. I don't know. I feel like in situations in movies like this where we typically see people being bullied, it's not like they were popular and then something embarrassing happens and then everyone bullies them because I feel like usually even in like sex education, that TV show where like Ruby's vagina is the one that was shown and everybody like stood up for her and was like, it was my vagina and that was like a powerful woman in the show. I feel like typically in movies we never really see the popular person go like fall from grace and then be very angry about it it's always a person who's had like a repeated pattern of bullying like carrie and like that movie before i fall jason like i said before even in that weird joker movie that came out last year it's like a repeated pattern of being the outsider that makes someone turn evil to, it felt strange to me uh, in this movie that she seemed like she was, like, also a part of, like, their inter-bullying within their group. When this incident happened, she just completely turned. I don't know. Like, it, it her character, nobody in this movie was sympathetic. I was just very confused. Yeah.
0: And, it, yeah, it just also didn't make sense. Like, why would... Also, Adam, who had a devious sexual past, was not... His his death was not sexualized at all. Even, like, um, Val having to drink bleach was kind of like a cleanse yourself kind of thing. Had sexual undertones for me in general. Do you think
2: that they were all so unlikable because they were supposed to be cathartic to watch like these shitty people die
3: but in a way then that feels like this is a snuff film if we're supposed to enjoy watching evil people die i feel like that's turned into a weird snuff category it's just a very strange film for me i don't really understand what the motive was yeah
0: i agree with you like there's not really a moral like any moral that could have been had would have needed a, a stronger backstory it would have needed a better or more realistic depiction of cyberbullying it would have needed more sympathetic characters you know it i don't know it just didn't really it didn't really do anything for me but where that film fails i think dark web picks up because i think that those characters were very um likable yeah just like better representation whereas before if we're just watching like a bunch of Soon to be sorority or frat bros. This film, uh, the next, the sequel is much more like okay, these are actual real people and they're dynamic and they're sympathetic and I feel sorry when they have they have to face such drastic consequences for their actions.
1: A lot of these films, it will switch between viewpoints. So, and by viewpoint, I don't mean like uh, the perspective, but it will the 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 screen will show the I don't even know how to what to call it. It will show like the their webcam: The webcam of the person: webcam, Yeah, of the person looking and watching. so you're essentially watching somebody watch events on, uh, events unfold. and I was wondering if you if that for you was a sort of weird like breaking the fourth wall moment or whether it was like a, a strange like
2: confrontation with the idea that you're watching a movie. So definitely, I wasn't thinking about it very hard in the first unfriended, but in dark web. All I could think about was the surveillance state and like what, you know, that, that meme about um, the FBI agent in my webcam, like watching me do all my personal business, like watching me like (laughs) simp over a boy, my FBI agent watching me like up watching Netflix at 4am, like sending therapist ads into my Instagram, All, all of that. I, that's what I love about dark web is like, I love feeling like, I don't think it's a fourth wall. I think it's a fifth wall and I'm inside of it. Ooh. And, and the thing about Dark Web is that there's, yes, our perspective as the audience, but there's also the unseen villain. I guess Blair is the unseen villain in the first one, but to a lesser extent of like, because we know this is not his laptop and that everything he's doing is being observed, if not by one, by multiple people. And we, as an audience member, are placed in the position of being those multiple people and seeing everything happening on his screen like that to me I was like chef's kiss I love be- sitting in that mm-hmm. perspective I think that is a that is a unique form of storytelling that is could only exist in the modern internet era it's not found footage in the way that found footage is dated it's like an, a completely new perspective of thinking that is not, I don't even think we would have been thinking that way in 2014, quite frankly. Like, we knew we were being, like, there was sort of, like, the Patriot Act was happening, and we sort of understood that we were being observed, but not to the extent that we know now.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, it really, it changes found footage to live footage. Like, what happens if you're being watched right now? Does
3: this movie kind of remind you of that movie Hostel that came out? Like, that horror movie where they went on vacation And stayed in a hostel and it was like the auctioning thing online where the people could torture them because it was kind of like a similar concept of like upper class people getting amusement off of them, which is a class thing.
0: Well, we don't know who the hackers are. Well, they have 10 million, so they have to be rich. You're very correct. You're very <laughs> correct. <laughs> like, I'm not paying for a snow 10 million snuff film. Not that I'd pay for a low budget snuff film either.
1: I thought it was just like a collective 10 million, like lots of people have put in like a little pot. I mean, even to get to that much, they still
3: have to be like upper middle class.
0: Yeah, so it is, it is a bit of a class issue.
3: He chooses
2: a girl, shows her to the rest of the group, and waits for someone to pay. And someone just paid so this is this is the next girl we
0: have to report Um, we have
1: her address so just we can do a reverse phone lookup, guys I'll i'll be right back
0: but i i liked the i liked the
2: queer rep and i liked the disability representation that was so interesting to me because i once saw a play where it was it was like the real life story of somebody breaking up with their girlfriend but the girlfriend was deaf and they both spoke sign language so in order to tell the story she had the actual recordings of their breakup happening on a projector on the stage in sign language but she didn't translate it so as the audience you just watch and you like watch their facial expressions and you watch it sort of unfold and like there was no doubt in my mind that this was like a relationship falling apart and i didn't i don't speak sign language at all it it was it was also on skype it was like a video chat and it was their real life breakup like the the play was scripted but the recordings were real. Uh, I really liked
1: the addition also in this context because a lot of like films, not just horror movies, like when the internet involved, it's about like, is it really bringing us together it's all about like connectivity and so I think having somebody deaf added to that discourse is really interesting and also that their relationship is presented as like one that they're struggling to communicate
0: it got me thinking about that I I wouldn't have thought about how Skype would be difficult like if it glitches and you can't read lip read in the moment that it glitches and then you don't know what they're talking about and she was basically saying that I I think she said something like oh I can't understand you you know I have trouble understanding you on Skype and I was like I would have never thought about that so I thought that was like a good like thing to get um able-bodied people to think about like how technology can serve them and how it can hinder them like his app though was great
1: yeah and it, it only helped her understand him and not him understand her which I thought was I really liked that part
2: but it was clear. He could have taken the damn ASL class. Like she said, I signed you up for the class. And he said, I went once. And I was like, cut it. You don't care.
1: He was scared. I was like, that was a strange reason. They should have given him, uh, like granted him stronger reasons.
0: Yeah, it should have been like scheduling issues or something. Like I was scared of what it would mean to get closer to you. It's like, what? Sorry, what?
1: Actually, like, that's totally in line. That's some bullshit excuse a, a guy weird. would give. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Oh yeah,
0: actually, yeah, okay, fine. Fair. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was the most realistic part of it. Um, I also liked that there wasn't, in, compared to the other film in terms of characterization, I love that none of their characters centered on their sexuality. Like, even the queer couple, it wasn't like they die in a sexualized, menaced way that is specific to, like, a monstrous feminine trope. It was more just like, okay, like, they're, they seem like seemingly nice people who have stumbled upon this thing. I, I, I just like that they were. They seem much more to be like real people who were nice. And, and real totally friends. In the game ni- real friends, yeah. The other ones, they're like the typical cliche high school clique of mean people, mean jocks or cheerleaders who hate each other. And I was like, uh, I don't. <laughs> I feel like even they like each other sometimes. <laughs> Which do we find scarier,
2: the supernatural villain or the real IRL? The e- oh. real IRL real do we think this is something that could happen i feel like in
3: both scenarios it was like equally scary because it was not a situation they could get out of but i guess the second one is slightly scarier just because it was a situation that they didn't necessarily deserve to be in because they didn't really do anything wrong it was just like a chance of picking up the wrong item.
2: I mean he stole it. He stole it pick up the wrong <laughs> item. Finders
1: keepers, yes. It was actually <laughs> it was it was like quite valid. <laughs> but like <laughs> no one else.
3: <laughs> none of his friends like they, none of them participate in the act, so then being brought into it was quite unfair. Especially like the girl's mom when they were like choose between your mom. Why didn't she choose one of you three is gonna die? I don't know. I was that like, was a bad Mama's idea.
0: Mom is in the ICU. Like it sucks, but like I would have chosen. I
3: think she was just in shock that it was happening. No,
0: because she got really defiant at the end, and she was like, "No, I won't choose." And I was like, "You dumb bitch!" True. Like, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't play with them. Like I wouldn't test them. I'd just choose. And we
2: know that they would do what you say. Well, no, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. They could have done anything they wanted. I was going to say like when when they did the put a finger down in the first one, like. She didn't kill them if they didn't break the rules. Like, there was there was some, like, rule established. But with the hackers, I don't know. I feel like they would have done anything they wanted anyway. Yeah, sure. They,
0: she, she knew that they were both gonna die, so she doesn't need to choose.
2: No, she didn't know nothing. She was just dumb.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that I don't think... Because, you know, like, when police... Or when women go to police about stalkers and all this internet evidence and the police say we can't do anything unless they, like, do something, like, you know... Um, like tangible, like physical. Um, And it's kind of a gray area in terms of the web. I think this is a similar scenario. I think the only thing they would have had would be that film, that footage that they said, oh, I saw footage of a missing girl. That would be tangible evidence. But like in terms of just like someone's harassing me online, I don't think the police can do much about that.
1: And what's so terrifying is that towards the end of the film you see how easy i say easy i'm not sure all of this is 100 percent like accurate you see how like hypothetically easy it is to completely falsify evidence in like a such a sophisticated way that and also like the photoshop and then the like um the swatting incident where he like gets the um is it fbi i don't know the swat team to go to his house
3: 911 please state the nature of your emergency
1: I am sick and tired of all the corruption. Sir, is this a real emergency? I'm gonna pack up all my assault weapons and explosives. Go downtown to the mall and have some fun. They made that call ten minutes ago. AJ, you need to... <laughs> Police! We have a big war! No, I... Hey, AJ, AJ, just... <laughs> I get, just get on the ground right now, alright? AJ, all right?
0: get on the, da- get on the damn ground! But do you think maybe, like, in this... That way, the second Unfriended was more... Real... No, it, it's more realistic in the sense that I think the internet anxieties that it's exploring are more current than the ones that were being explored in Unfriended, the first one, because that was, like I said, I think it would have been better if it was early 2000s, um, like by that time it was already belated. So I, I think in that way, that's why this one's more s- scary, especially because we're not even that far from eight two 2018, like people being dubbed, like, you know, those like fake porn videos where like they put celebrity faces onto them and like, or they steal someone's face. Deep, deep fakes, yeah. Like, this is a deep real, fakes, yeah. that's a real anxiety that's going to be talked about. in the-
2: And it, it plays off of the consequences of your whole online life. Like, that guy who had the YouTube channel yeah. and they used his voice to make a new sentence. Like, all of those things are things that we would put online and, and not be concerned for our jobs or our political careers or our reputations that can be manipulated in those really specific ways. Yeah.
0: God, what can they do with this audio that we're making now? have got a wealth of... <laughs> Resources, but to be fair, it's it's not even gonna be spliced.
1: It's just gonna be me saying something problematic. <laughs> I hate <meant> <laughs> It doesn't need to be spliced for you to say that.
3: I th- this movie, the only thing that I was confused about is when he steals the laptop, and then like the circle reveals itself, and they understand what's going on. Is like everything happened quite quickly, and I was like confused on how they were able to prepare all of the stuff.
1: I think that's part of the. What adds to the fear is that these people and this organization are, like, in every crevice of society. Like, the mom on life support at the hospital is like, are there people like hiding in
3: the, in the shat-
2: shadows to They hacked the the hospital camera and the life support machine. And I think they would have done that before their game started, yeah. knowing like who the players were.
3: But how would they have known who was going to join the game?
0: Yeah, at the end of the plot twist is that they were selected for this because it was a whole It was game a setup show, basically that they had a bidding war on to raise So they might have had
2: they might have had the YouTube videos ahead of time. Yeah, they, they might have had, had like
0: they spliced, because yeah. they, they were just sending them links to videos that they'd already made. I don't think they made that live time.
3: It's very clear I did not pay a lot of attention to this movie.
0: <laughs> well, then, the fault is in your head. I found the plot twist in this one
2: very satisfying. We don't find out until, like, the last two minutes of the movie. Like, we really don't understand what... the the bigger picture is until all the players log in and you like see them with their face masks on
1: is that what's the most scary is that not that this could happen to any innocent person by accident or you just happen into it but that you could be the victim of this like planned and really fucking cruel like sadistic game like you're sort of just like a sitting duck for these dark web freaks
0: yeah like you're a pawn in their game that was creepy I just realized I said no no women's sexuality was menaced in this film but I realized that obviously the victims of the dark web were all menaced and that's based on their gender but I meant um I meant the I meant the ch- players the 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 skypers like that was refreshing but I guess we still have but then again that's just real life like that didn't seem like male gaze that just seemed like yeah women are the victims of violence in the society
1: that's what oh that's it's so sad that actually that, that felt so... Felt so real. real. Yeah. Didn't that feel like incel shit to you? Like, this is a whole a network of incels.
2: Yeah, definitely. And also, I thought it was interesting that Matthias, under such pressure... Was also trying to save the girl that had already been taken. Like he was, he wanted to save his girlfriend, obviously, but he like that was a hard line for him. Is like you will also save this person who I don't know, but I know is in trouble. I thought that was like made him a five star character above anybody from the first Unfriended.
0: I don't think I could have done that though, because I wouldn't have wanted the money in my account. You know, like I wouldn't have messed with it. I would have just like I would have recorded it. I mean, he was it, a
2: dumb dumb. Certainly, but
0: <laughs> but I wouldn't have left a trail. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have consciously think I'm not going to leave a trail, but I would have been like, ah, ticket, and then I would have been like, get the girlfriend back, and then go straight to the police. But the
2: but the money was the money was the insurance because he thinks he's only dealing with one person, so the money was his insurance to make sure to like at the time when he thought he was just dealing with the per- guy whose laptop he stole. Like you have to do what I say because I have your money, and the money is connected to somebody who's threatening you. So like it it wasn't because he wanted the money it was because he thought he had something over somebody he did it in the end but it like that was his thought process yeah but i don't think i'm that smart i wouldn't have messed with it i'd be
0: like take it give me please like i don't i would have. Had
2: i think i think he even wrote insurance in the memo for the transfer
0: i would have been so pissed if i was his friend's in-law I was like what
1: he was smart he thought ahead to the whole subway situation so that he could talk to them
0: that's
2: uh, true with
1: the whole like losing that's the true. signal
2: yeah that was and, really his, and his friend who was his British friend too was like technologically savvy in a way that only uh the the guy one guy in the first movie was like he yeah. it helped that there were two of them.
1: In every friend group there isn't this weird like I computer whiz. Oh, I have
2: at least three. I have people who used to find the IP addresses of people who sent me anonymous hate on Tumblr. You gotta get some in your circle, dude. It's important. It's 2020. All my friends are film
3: film
1: girls or yeah. like artsy people.
2: Mine are, are like, they do art with technology. They're like crossover events. Is this Sarah Lawrence? <laughs> yeah Sarah Lyons <laughs> shout out to Mikia if you're listening I know they are what you
0: said Zeba, about like he did his best or he did his best under pressure I think like that was good he was also more apologetic like did you like none of the other first unfriended friends apologized to each other when it was happening and like you know like there was no sense of like a bigger picture whereas like they were quick
2: to turn on each other
3: <laughs> and now there's the issue with class like I vaguely mentioned earlier of like the people that we see as the main characters are all like uh, there's an LGBT couple, there's disability representation. It's like people who you can see yourselves in who are being attacked by uh, like these upper class incels online. It's a lot more relatable, it's a lot more personal. And like their, pers- their lives are at stake and their well being as well. And then you also get the sense of you don't know how many other people that this has happened to and how they are preying upon just random people like for leisure just pray for for nothing kind of like if you watch a nature documentary and you watch like uh, a baby seal be eaten by like a sea lion or something and you feel like really bad even though it's like the laws of nature like you just feel more bad than you would if you saw like two lions attacking each other then they both die
1: wait so that's how you felt watching the second film you thought this is like this is just inevitable
3: that no, no no i didn't feel like it was like i didn't feel like it was inevitable okay i mean inevitably like we all are prey to the system of capitalism anyway and like in one way <laughs> or another <laughs> we are being uh screwed over whether it's financially or because all this stack, everything's stacked against us because of our race or our sexuality or something so inevitably we are in one way or another being Victims to system. I think the survey. I think this movie was like. And data. Yeah, I think. Super. This this felt like particularly icky just because it was like there was nothing they really could have done to avoid it, versus in the first movie like if they weren't mean it wouldn't have happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think in a lot of horror movies, so you have this. I don't know. There's always a sense that like someone or a group of friends can overcome it, and normally it's through violence or like just through the act of survival. But in both these films, but really just we're talking about dark web then, they will die. And even though they work, they have such great teamwork and they work, they work really well together and they're likable people and actually they are smart and resourceful, they still just, they become victims in the end anyway. Our next film is extra timely and unique. Conceived, shot and edited in 12 weeks flat, This film was made during the coronavirus lockdown and remotely directed by Rob Savage. Host follows six friends who conduct a seance over Zoom that ends up going terribly wrong.
2: I mean if we're lucky it's just it's just another spirit.
1: What if we're not lucky, Sarah? Um it it could be something demonic. Have any of you ever conducted a seance? Hell no. Yes. Conducted a seance? You know I have. No.
2: You know I have. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Zaba, why? I've
2: done all of them I've done the Ouija's I've done the seances I've done the Anytime the veil is down I love Halloween It's my favorite holiday Wait when is uh, the veil down? Just on Halloween Halloween Just on Halloween? Yeah I mean There's times it's thinner But it's at it's thinnest On Halloween like Or around Halloween 3 time 3am
0: Is the most like Permeable time For spirits
2: I don't know I'm usually asleep Well <laughs>
0: This seance scene has a deadline, the-
2: but literally, as I was as I was watching this, I was like, "This is absolutely a shenanigan." I would find myself in like I would absolutely conduct a seance, conduct a seance over Zoom.
0: Yes, I would. I was watching this film and the exact opposite. I was like, this is a situation that I would never find myself in.
2: I think ancestor worship is super interesting. Like, if I can talk to my ancestors, if I can talk to people who've passed or my spirit guides or like people who have things to say to me, there's a way to do that safely without inviting in unwanted visitors.
3: You know? I, d- I, I have friends who are very into ancestor worship. I get everyone has their own thing. It's just not for me. I don't. I don't understand how to do it safely. I will not be tapping into anything or inviting yeah. anything into my space. I'm good. Everyone can do their own thing, though. And if you know how to do it, power to you.
0: I think I would rather in some other way, you know? I, I don't need a direct communication line, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, th- I think the problem with
2: seances <laughs> is people start them not knowing who they're trying to contact. And then you just open the door for anything to walk in, you know? This is what happened. Yeah, they just go fishing. What happened? It's literally like Omega of the spirit world, guys. Oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh god. Terrifying. Did you just get
2: some guy with his genitals out? Know, like some... Right. Get some oh. demon dick. <laughs> I was about to say, next thing you know, you have a dick pic from Satan. Like, who knows? <laughs> it's
1: gonna go from bad to worse. <laughs> did any of you guys know that this was set in London? I didn't know. That was not made No, there. I did not. <laughs> at first I thought oh there's another uh like random British character like in the Unfriended movie and I was like wait no there's a random American character because they're all English oh yeah I, I did piece it together eventually yeah um which was weird because it felt like immediately then where when you watch movies set in England or with an all British cast you somehow can't imagine that it's real because I don't know English people in any situation it seems like farcical so them like uh, in- is that why you hated shane in the last movie yeah you're finished. like
0: "Fuck Shane." i, I hated him
1: because he wanted to fuck his mom <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get into- <laughs> <laughs> um i just think that they actually it-, it made me it maybe it made me too comfortable because i immediately like saw a lot of my friends in them like when how i grew up so i was like I, and, then I, and then I can't imagine it on like a, a, a sort of in a horror context, on like a sort of, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm so used to watching it American is. films. I don't know.
2: This movie was, was so topical yeah. that it felt a, a wee bit forced. Like when they, like when they mentioned quarantine specifically, mm. I was like, oh, we're in it. Like it's <laughs> occurring.
1: <laughs> uh, when she coughed and they were like, oh, you're coughing. I was like, this is too soon.
2: Is this legal knockoff of unfriended though because no. like, it, it feels a little bit a, it feels unless they got permission too similar
3: I, I agree with really? you it does feel very similar the only thing that's different is that it's not someone that they know in, in a sense because it's like the friend still committed suicide they just didn't successfully bring the friend back it's something else but in unfriended it was I guess Laura who turned into something else
0: I was going to say, I think it's, I think, like, the whole, the actual concept of this film, completely unoriginal. Seance gone wrong, we've been new. Um, People disrespecting a seance, we've been new. But, like, I think where it gets its ingenuity is, like, in the fact that it was made so quickly and so, um, like, with such a quick turnaround, like, the whole thing took 12 weeks. It's actually, I think it started i read that it started off as a two-minute prank on his friends like he just he was like um exploring his ad he was like oh guys it was with those actual real friends too like all the actors because i was wondering why they had like a gemma and an emma i was like why would you name two characters so similar but it's because the actors that's their real names and um and then he like sw- he basically just pranked his friends and like showed them a video of his of some horror movie footage of an attic and made it, made them think it was his attic and then he's just decided to turn this into a horror with, like, a couple of other writers. And I was like, yeah. So I think in, in that way, it's, like, um, it's quite original to have thought about doing this, like, at this current time, like, using Zoom and, like, changing the format up a bit. Like, that in itself is impressive, even if the actual plot is very, very basic.
3: I'm happy for them that they made this in 12 weeks, but I would much prefer if 12 weeks were used to make a season of succession or euphoria or something that i wanted to see i did not
1: ask not everyone can write euphoria <laughs> we need to divide labor across the film and they TV can world. personally
3: put a, a, a message message on twitter and say help us write 10 episodes of euphoria and they would have it in like a week collectively
0: okay well, be yes that as the viewers know what we want
3: to see we know what we want to see <laughs> stop giving me the corona movies i know there's so many more to come And I'm just not looking forward to it. Like the next one is going to be like a slasher set in a quarantine and a couple can't leave because they can't get Corona. So they have to stay in the house because they're on lockdown. And it's going to be set in like Italy or Spain where they had like a more intense lockdown because the UK lockdown. And I'll watch
2: it. I'll Um, watch it.
3: (laughs) That's going to be the next one. Probably a couple of like people stuck at a hospital right when corona breaks out and they don't want to get it, but You're... they also can't leave because there's zombies outside.
0: You are not patenting There's any gonna of these be ideas. so many more.
3: There's gonna be so many more like this. And I'm like, I'm just not really prepared. I just, I, I don't care. I'm currently living through COVID 19. I don't really want to experience in my horror movies.
1: I'm gonna call out, okay? No, no. Is anybody here? Does anyone want to talk to me? Turn your lights off. Hayley, honestly, if I die, I'm actually going to haunt you myself.
2: Shh, just listen, shh, Can we talk about the prank aspect? Because I didn't know that that was a real prank. When I saw Gemma do the prank uh, with the medium, that was no longer my friend. I was like uh, unfriended. That was, went too far. Just, like, just no. That was a, that was fucked up. Tell, to me. Talk
0: about talk about that. What do you and the guy breaking the circle?
2: Okay, so I have I have three theories for whose fault this is first being Haley because she started the whole thing and knew that her friends ain't shit and weren't going to take it serious. Also because she knew that there was something in her house. From the first scene, we see a webcam, whatever uh, sort of found footage situation where a door slams in her hallway and some other spooky stuff happens. So she's conducting a seance in a house she should already know is haunted. There was spooky stuff happening before the chat even started. That's why it's Haley's fault. It's Gemma's fault because she created the mythology around that the demon could latch onto that, and did the prank and didn't that take real? it serious. Because I've
0: never heard of that. Like, I, I, I just thought like generally disrespect the spirit then. Yeah. But like the whole lore of that, like, oh, well now you've invited a spirit of demon to come in and reenact that storyline. I don't know what's real, Louisa. I don't know that any of it's real. I
1: really liked that explanation <laughs> she gave. The whole, like, wearing a mask. I thought that was really that was really clever and, like, a nice real. addition. You I know? thought it
0: was very bullshit and not going to I didn't buy it. It's all bullshit. I mean, this entire
3: movie was. It was 56 minutes long.
0: Because it was mimicking. It was meant to be, like... They said they wanted it to be 40 minutes, but, like, that would have been too short. Like a Zoom chat. They made it as if it is a Zoom call. I actually really like that element of it. I think if it was any longer, I would have dropped off. And when the time ran
2: out, I was like, I'm not gonna... I I almost dropped off a few times. Okay,
0: well, just that's your opinion. Uh, I thought it was very good. I thought it was a good time.
2: Yeah. My third theory is Teddy... Well, specifically Teddy's girlfriend, because she blew out the candle before Mm. the circle was closed. And, like, if... Yeah. And, like, we can... I want to talk more in depth about, like, could could ghosts jump onto the Wi-Fi? That question is posed. Because, because like, the circle, in, in my view, does not have to be in the same space because you're connected by intention. And, A, they started with weak intention because not everybody was into it. And then... But t- I can't remember if Gemma does... The, I think Teddy leaves before... Gemma makes the prank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and before like, it starts. Yeah, so he's so he's completely disengaged from any intentionality, and the fact that they've been told, okay, picture a rope tying the door, and should anything go wrong, just cut the rope with your mind. He, I, I doubt he ever created the rope, and I also doubt that he cut it. And so I think Haley's Haley's ghost started it. But Teddy and Teddy's girlfriend opened the door for it to enter everybody's house. But didn't Gemma also,
1: maybe not open the door, Gemma definitely like... Disrespected. Gave it a form.
2: Yeah. I, I also think Teddy provoked it. He came Teddy's on with that clown. And, <laughs> and he was vaping the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I was a ghost, I'd be like, I'm gonna merc this vape god. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a ghost, I would go the after They old school, they like cigarettes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ghosts love
1: tobacco. That's true stories. Um, no, I, I have a question, and okay. I guess it's I guess it started at Zeba because Zaber's definitely a um,
0: spiritual guy.
1: She's a what's her
2: name? The dumbass is that the technical term? No, no, no. The <laughs> Scottish character. Oh it. my god, what's I love name?
0: the way she says spirit. We need to talk to the spirits.
2: <laughs> I was like, I'll do
1: anything you want in that beautiful voice. Whoa. We gotta get you a Scots person. Okay, <laughs> hey, we was not it was meant to be sexual.
0: <laughs> it, it definitely it sounded, sounded
1: sexual. Ziva, <laughs> do you think so? In terms of, and i maybe this is just from like a horror perspective. I don't know, like the spiritual realm and the occult. Do they actually fit well in like a more modernized, like digital reality? Where I don't know. It seems like there's a bit conflicting, like that more like mythological and natural foundation of like the spiritual world and it doesn't seem like it fits in well enough that it can feel I don't know feel authentic authentic is probably the
2: wrong word but you know what I mean I feel like yes it is compatible in that everything is about intention and that can that existed with different forms of technology. So like people who write spells down, there's nothing to say that it would be any different if you typed it or said it aloud into a webcam because it's being said or it's being written. And the same thing with people who do like online psychic readings, tarot readings, like you can call psychics through, through your webcam and it's, it's all about the intention you put into it, whether or not a spirit could jump from, if I, Produced it in this room to your room because we're chatting. I don't know, but I really like the connection between um, uh, the ring. I mean, it's just like something that's been explored in horror movies for a long time. I, I don't I don't think I don't think the idea of like spirit and magic and the occult is limited to the technology of the time because that wouldn't make any sense. Because it's all about communication and whatever means we use to communicate is the means we use to communicate whether that's a letter or a phone or a co- like a phone call especially with a video chat because you're verbalizing something. But in this case I think it was just that they were all imagining the same thing and that's enough intention to do something. Did y'all hear about did I talk about this on a different episode that white girl who summoned Papa Legba yeah. because she was on she because she was on like a a witch Facebook group and then she and okay, actually this is my real life example. She she did the summoning, but the where she fucked up is when people on the Facebook group were like, mm, maybe you shouldn't have done that. She like wrote some mad disrespectful shit on the Facebook page and was like, I can do whatever I want, leave me alone. Like I'm practicing Wiccan, blah, 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 blah. She does not do voodoo. She does not do hoodoo. She does not do African spirituality of any kind. but she was like, I can do whatever I want, leave me alone. And just like was cussing on the Facebook page. And then she died in a hot tub a few days later and, every, and with no, no cause, with no explainable cause as to why that happened. And I think had she not written on the Facebook page something disrespectful, she would have been fine. Like if she tried to contact a spirit, I'm sure it would have ignored her. It would have just ignored her. But it's the fact that she was disrespectful and she didn't, she wasn't disrespectful out loud. She typed it. She put it on a forum. Other people saw it and thought about that disrespect like they might have like called something into her and her girlfriend was black and a a witch who does contact papa legba so like there were lots of connections happening that she was she was actually trying to summon back her girlfriend and made a voodoo doll of her girlfriend
0: where was her girlfriend
2: and was trying to they were broken up oh she was what she was she trying to
0: yeah literally she
2: she was was she blocked <laughs> She was probably blocked, and so she's like, "I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use the <laughs> deity that you worship to try and get you back, and this then is
0: she. I am is- deeply confused. <laughs> next level.
2: Um, and then she got her shit marked. You can look it up. She died of a heart attack
0: in her hot tub. <laughs> That's next level desperate. Contacting your deity to get back at me, <laughs> to get back. Like, hey, can you tell them to like hit me up? Thank you unblock me message comes through papa leg but like what yeah why did you think
2: why did you think that was why did you think that was any of his business right he's like you know what you're right I'm gonna let me let me contact homegirl like, for you oh. and be like hey she wants a second chance it's like
3: I don't know how this is going right now I don't know if this fits into this realm I am deeply deeply not participating <laughs>
0: you're on the line by this lore they can hop on it and get you to
3: louisa don't try me like that because i'll pop off
0: (laughs) no most people on the
2: facebook (laughs) think that she most people on the facebook think that she didn't actually contact the spirit she was meaning to contact that she like opened the door for something else
0: probably i don't know i don't mess with that
2: anyway because her intentions weren't pure you know
0: that So so we're saying that it is possible to like the spiritual and the technological can overlap.
3: In the movie host, did you guys feel like the characters were sympathetic like they were in Unfriended Dark Web or did you not relate to the characters at all? I know Mila, you said earlier like them being British made complications for
1: you to <laughs> connect
3: with them and take them seriously.
1: I actually, it meant <laughs> that I, I saw them as like, and no, actually this is a credit to, it, it was good writing in the sense that they felt like fleshed out people. And also, the way they interacted with each other was very, like, realistic. It felt, to me, like, very natural. And so I think it did seem like they, they were people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I from... guess they were. They were real-life
0: friends, because they were, were – friends. Friends, a lot of those – all the original actors were – sorry, all of those actors were the original friends that were on the Zoom chat prank that Rob Savage pulled. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought they were – I thought they were sympathetic, people i thought i thought it was also enhanced by the fact that it was rona was like you know like his um the fact that it was so temporarily relevant made them quite relatable in that sense like inevitably because we're all in that situation at the minute um yeah i i thought like the the details that they added in for characterization like you know that couple that were quarantining together and were having trouble and it was like Like, every relationship right now is a little... Well, not every, but lots of relationships right now are complaining that they're strained because everyone's, like, thrown into each other. I thought in that way it was quite relatable. Like, I thought they were sympathetic characters just because we're obviously going to relate because we're all in the same boat as them. And they didn't seem to be bad people. Like, I thought they were stupid for doing the prank and for, like, disrespecting it, but I didn't think they were bad people. I was reading this article about it um, by misha fraser on the independent and it was it called the movie a pandemic tale and it said and i quote the film is really about the terror of being attacked by an invisible force that could be anywhere and the vulnerability of being isolated from each other and i thought that was um end quote that was a interesting because i I, they're essentially saying that like the likening of like they were likening sort of a demonic invisible presence to that of corona and that's why we'd be extra scared that to me was a bit of a reach i was like i mean seance gone wrong such an established horror trope but i thought the um i thought the fact that it would be extra scary because we're all socially distant as well was a very good observation to make because whereas with unfriended we probably all watch that like with people maybe on a laptop but like still with people like with host presumably we're all in the same situation watching that film like alone quarantine lockdown film so i thought like yeah that element of like what what if something like this happened and i was home alone was like scary because whereas in unfriended you watch them get picked off one by one but like it was like well i'm with my friends right now when i'm watching this film like it's fine but with host it's like oh i could also be picked off one by one so i thought that was a good um observation i think like the time period definitely the, the context of this time period we're in, of Rona, made this scarier than Unfriended, the first Unfriended, just because it worked well.
1: Yeah, and it's not even just that, like, what if you're home alone and this happens? Because that happens in, like, a lot of horror movies. It's, like, the extended so, like, periods of isolation that we've, that have taken yeah. such a toll.
0: And no one can even come round
1: yeah you like come yeah. save me well she does um Janet. yeah yeah
0: they and they like do that cute little like elbow touch and i was like i would throw all caution to the wind it,
1: i guess it was meant to be funny but or like it little sweet but it kind of just uh, i maybe it's all just too soon and i'm like i don't like what ty was saying i, was, like, I don't want to see this i don't want to be reminded of this shit
3: Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Feminine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast, and also subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and now on our Apple Podcast page. Please leave us lots of the comments, rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think. Broom's up, which is out.